Now, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, here's Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. Look at this. Travis Roeder, he's out uh, He's out promoting his work right now. 43 seconds ago, he let his <laughs> audience know that he's jumping on with uh, with Mosley. Um, he he writes for Our Daily Bears. They do a nice job on a, on a variety of things, but uh, I admire Travis's uh, breakdowns of these games. And, Travis, sometimes I'll let things kind of simmer and, and maybe talk to you on Tuesday. But today, man, I was so excited after that win the other day, and then I kind of started working my way through some of your uh, video breakdowns, and I said, I got to get Travis on, and uh, and our audience is really enjoying this. Travis, uh, uh, and by the way, did you, you're a young guy, uh, you are a Baylor graduate, did you, uh, did your parents uh, ever read to you, or did you read as a child the Berenstain Bears uh, series, or was that new to you? Absolutely. That was one of my favorites as a kid. So it was pretty exciting when Aranda started talking about that to the question I asked. <laughs> yeah, that, that was interesting. Old hat, new hat. So you yep. had some familiarity with that. Uh, I thought it was funny as he started. I was playing that for our audience earlier. The The group started to kind of laugh a little bit, like almost like it was a, you know, it was a funny deal. And boy, Dave never cracked a smile, did he? I mean, he was serious as he could be. Talking about Berenstain Bears, I I find him to be uh, down boy. I find him to be uh, fascinating to listen to. And uh, and and Travis, I mean, you're a young guy, so you hadn't been at this forever. But I'm just telling you, compared to some of these coaches, um, the way his level of 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 and willingness to explain things is really unparalleled. So uh, for an X's and O's man like you, I think That's you've right. uh, grown to enjoy this now. Well, I got to ask you one thing before I forget to ask. What what happened on that play where McVeigh was back there? Maybe he thought he had some help just to look <laughs> like a complete bust uh, on the long Texas touchdown uh, in the first half. What what happened on that play? All right, so this is really going to be testing um, the ability of of radio to explain a visual over talk, but I'll do my best. But try it. Essentially, yeah. uh, essentially, if you think about it, there were two receivers out to that side, right? So you had Kalen Barnes playing cornerback out over the far wide receiver, and then McVeigh was over the inside receiver, right? So there's two wide okay. receivers there. Yeah. yeah. So Baylor is playing a cover one defense, which essentially just means you have one high safety, and everyone else is essentially sort of in man coverage. Uh, but what I think happened there was that um, that inside receiver, Xavier Worthy, you know, he's the one who ended up catching the ball on McVay. And um, he went deep and he released, in, uh, he released on that slot fade route immediately. And when he runs that slot fade, he's immediately releasing outside and deep. And what that means kind of necessarily is that both of those guys can't be running deep because if the other wide receiver to run, were to run deep, then they'd both be in the same area. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. And and so essentially what there is is Baylor kind of has, at least this is my understanding what I think happened, they have a check involved in their defense where, you know, if, if the inside guy sees the inside guy going deep, then he can tell the cornerback, hey, this means that your guy isn't going deep, so you get to cover him, and I'm going to take anything short. And I think there was just kind of a miscommunication there where either Kalen didn't hear the call or there was a mix-up, but – 
either way, I mean, to get even deeper, I won't go, but essentially Sark, Sark kind of specifically schemed that up, knowing that that was the call that Baylor was going to use, and he manipulated a few things there to make that happen, which is kind of what Sark just does. So hopefully all that made sense. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it because uh, I think a lot of times it's easy to see who's chasing and go, well, McVeigh got burned, but I know that's right. not always the case. And exactly. sometimes you're expecting either help or to pass, uh, pass a guy off. And, it, and it's hard to answer those questions when you don't know the defensive call, but I do appreciate how you break these things down. Now, Travis, um, I obviously Gary got going and got more confidence as the game went on, thank goodness, because – you don't ever want to be late across the middle. And, and Gary's got a good arm and he's got good touch, but that interception to number 25, who's a pretty good player for Texas, got really mad late in the game when he was yeah. slamming his helmet and all that kind of stuff. But And he might have even got hurt, if I recall correctly. But but that I think his name's Foster. Is that P.J. Yeah, Foster? Foster? Anyway, I, I, I thought that – I mean, that throw was just – first of all, it's traffic – and then it's way late, and I don't know if that's Gary just not seeing something. What did you see on that particular interception? Well, the big thing there was that – so Aranda actually helped clarify this today. Um, this is something that I suspected. Um, but Texas, with the bye week, they were able to install some more stuff defensively, and so they were able to kind of add some stuff to their scheme that they hadn't been doing previously. Um, and essentially, so essentially what happened there – and. Like I said, Aranda clarified this. He said, you know, this was a new scheme. Uh, and, you know, Baylor was expecting one thing and Texas gave them another. But essentially what happened is the guy who made the pick, B.J. Foster, uh, for any fans that remember, uh, he was the backside safety. So he kind of came across Gary's vision there. And essentially Texas basically had never showed that look before where that backside safety is going to come across the middle of the field. Um, and so Gary kind of just threw that ball without ever looking at him because everything they had seen up to the, that point all year had said, like, you know, he's not even going to be there. Um, the ball was late, though, for sure, so that kind of compounded things. So it's kind of a mixture of a new scheme from Texas and, and, and the ball being a little bit late. Okay, Travis Roeder, our Daily Bears, joining us, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. The man breaks down film, and I like to watch all these things and see what he's coming up with. Now, a, a huge storyline in this game was Bijan Robinson. Even though mm -hmm. they're 4-4 four and four and not having a great season at all, this guy was having a tremendous season. And, um, and he's just, you know, he's one of the most gifted backs in the country. And Baylor basically just shut him down. I mean, to, to hold him under 50 yards is just kind of crazy. I mean, nobody would have expected something like that. What, um, what, what do you attribute – was that just winning the line of scrimmage? Was that good discipline? What did they? What were they able to deploy that 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 made life miserable for Bijan? Well, I think it's kind of a mixture of three things. Uh, it starts with the fact that schematically, Aranda and Baylor defensive coordinator Ron Roberts they didn't, they decided to put all their chips on the on the table and say, look, you know, we're gonna we're gonna bring down a safety. So in football, generally, you decide whether you want to stop the run or defend the pass by what you do with your safeties. And Baylor brought down at least one safety on almost every kind of base down. And what I mean by that is, you know, first and 10, a second and six, that kind of deal. Um, and so they always had numbers there so that, that they had enough guys to kind of fill all the gaps. The second thing is, yes, they dominated the line of scrimmage. Texas's offensive tackles are pretty good, but their interior line, their left guard, center and right guard, not very good. 
Baylor's defensive line has just been dominant lately. All of those guys, Apu Aika, Gabe Hall, um, Cole Maxwell, all had great games up front. And then the third thing, and this is really where kind of culture matters, and I think we saw this under Matt Rule in 2019 as well, but they rally to the ball. I mean, you look at any instance, a lot of plays were kind of stopped at the line of scrimmage, but there were a few plays where Bijan was kind of able to get out for two or three yards. And if he was able to make one guy miss, he might be able to get 10. But even if he made that one guy miss, there were so many guys there rallying and sprinting to the ball. And that takes a lot of effort. That's a lot of culture buy-in. Uh, that takes toughness, and it takes mental toughness to keep doing that when you get tired throughout the game. So it's kind of a, just a mixture of all three things there, but it, it required a lot of buy-in from the players, and you could tell that they were fully bought in to stopping him. All right, Travis, last thing I have for you on, on all of this is the the – my man Al Walcott, I, I'm a, I, I kind of, I'm going to go ahead and take credit for spotting Al early on. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kidding, but I do, I really enjoy watching him. And, uh, but, but some of the, some of the plays, the defensive backs. Now, some of them are getting credit, where I don't know if we really should be giving them as much credit. Texas had a bad drop in the end zone, and a couple of those plays where they did get there, and I think their presence may have worked may have helped, but they're still not in great position on some of those uh, uh, shot plays or deep balls. Um, I, I, am I being too hard on them, or do you agree with me? Well, I mean, it's, it depends. I mean, I, I think it's accurate to say that the, the secondary is still having some issues, mostly communication-wise, uh, kind of like we talked about earlier on that long touchdown to Texas is Xavier Worthy. Um, but, you know, I, I think – I think Rand actually talked about in the post game. He said that they came out with something like they had eight different coverages that they had planned to use in the game, and they were using them all in the first half, and it kind of kept leading to a bunch of different miscommunications. And he, he said in the second half, they kind of buckled down and basically just ran three different coverages, and things went a lot more smoothly. And I think that's kind of the ultimate push and pull of college football. Uh, you know, in the pros, you can install 78 different coverages. It doesn't matter because those guys are professionals. They have to be there from, you know, 12 hours a day to learn everything you have to teach them. But in college, you know, these guys are going to class and you only get a couple hours each day where you can really kind of teach them stuff. And so I think that was kind of a good learning experience maybe for Aranda and the rest of the coaching staff to, to try and figure out the, the right number of, of calls that they can go into a game and reasonably expect these guys to execute. Uh, but again, that's kind of a push and pull things. You kind of try and push the envelope to get them to do as much as they can. But Ultimately, you want to be able to do whatever you're doing well, rather than trying to have a bunch of different stuff and not and you know get mixed ups along the way. Well, Travis, uh, listen, I appreciate it, and I want you to be ready. Um, I don't know if you're going to go over to uh, Fort Worth or not, but uh, that's where uh, I the, live. Uh, so yeah, I'll be there. Oh, good, good. Okay, I'll be out there as well. And uh, we stop by, by the way. We'll be doing the uh, pregame tailgate show, Baylor, the office of Baylor alumni our uh, game day pregame. We like to start that thing about four hours before kickoff, Travis. So, I mean, I really think you could learn some stuff by listening to that show, you know. I mean, <laughs> can you just imagine? I would expect, by the way, TCU to throw some haymakers. Okay, this is a surreal atmosphere uh, that Baylor's about to encounter. TCU folks love beating Baylor. I don't know what the fans are going to do because uh, the fans, this is a weird deal. Do you show up and kind of honor the legacy of Gary, although basically they just fired Gary? 
I don't know what these TCU fans are going to do. I don't know if they're walking into a hostile situation or just a weird situation. So, Travis, let's uh, we'll compare notes this week. And as you start to look at uh, TCU, we might try to, to check back in with you. I really appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate you letting me ramble on about all this different stuff on your show. No, no, Travis, you ramble all you want. I mean, if you've listened to my show, that's kind of what I do. It is a Travis Roeder, our Daily Bears, joining us on the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside, as always, 